Welcome to the Town Brothers Podcast Experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Talon Brothers Podcast. With me today is the usual bunch to my left. My name is Nick Talon. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to have some fun talking about some movies, but how can we even think about movies when Game of Thrones was on yesterday? Let's get it, boys. And across from me? It's Tyler back at you. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Let's talk about some Star Wars news. Yeah, real quick. What episode are we on? Uh, 27, 26, wow. 27. We're doing good. Wow. Some may say we're the best podcast ever made. Once we get to 100, I'm actually going to buy us an ice cream cake from Dairy Queen. Thank you. <laughs> I can't wait to eat it. All right. That was my bad. Nate can't have dairy. But, Nate, I've discovered this dessert today that you can have that I think you'll love. I'm going to make it for you to make up for not getting you anything for your birthday. Yeah. What, what is it? I'll tell you off mic. Okay. Um, yeah. We're just going to run through some quick news stories today. And then, of course, Star Wars talk is going to be the big topic here. Um Real quick, the guy that worked on Game of Thrones to create the languages, uh, David J. Peterson, he's working on Dune to create languages for that world. So they're really just pulling out all the stops Drac- on this one. The Christ. I I think it's really interesting how they how someone creates languages for shows. It's and movies insane and stuff. And then as an actor, to not you're not speaking a yeah. lang- like a real earth language you're just saying random stuff that's why i gotta give my props to like amelia clark that does a whole monologue in dothraki yeah. i'm like you know what props to you or, yeah uh, jason momoa in season one when he's screaming all tough and stuff you're like you're just mumbling yeah syllables but it sounds it's great. a language yeah it it's has a structure and everything yeah. like, think about like a rival too how they had to almost tweak that language from the aliens where it's just symbols and they had to like fake amy adams's character breaking down these symbols to create yeah. a language like that stuff's insane the creativity is off the charts and how you can make something come to a to life basically by giving it those little nuances is beautiful I mean, that's a cool tidbit about dune obviously they get whoever's the forefront of language creation and fantasy <laughs> yeah, and i guess so like, yeah it's that's a cool pickup and it just adds to how great dune is going to be Honestly. although i didn't know because I've never read it or anything and of course everyone always just speaks english no matter what so i didn't realize that there are other languages. other languages going on. So is so is this confirmed that it's going to be split into two parts? I don't I don't even know what the movie's about. I'm just excited. Hold on, something's wrong with your XLR connection here. I would imagine. Wrong with my connection? Yeah. The book series is several books long, so I'm assuming Denis not going to try and get the entire series into one movie. So it would make sense that he would. Uh, try and adapt it into two maybe even three the only hope is that it's got to be successful you know what i mean like no matter what we think i i still don't think it's going to draw a big audience so yeah speaking of bombs did you see what uh missing link did this weekend yeah it was five million five point eight million or something three thousand theaters one of the lowest openings in three thousand theaters ever which is really sad because i was reading on reddit a lot of the comments were like i didn't even know this was made by Leica, if I if I would have known, I would have been there first day knowing that that's, that's one of the silly, best animation studios. But why do people feel that way? Because the trailers weren't bad and it's stop motion. Like it looked good to me. I mean, and if you saw the trailer, it's, doesn't it say produced by Leica or whatever? Yeah, I don't know. Leica. I don't know. People are daydreaming during the trailers anyway. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That is sad. How much did Hellboy make though? Doing ten mil or something like that? 12 ten million. Mil? It major bomb. I bet. I think it was twelve. Million. I bet Guillermo del Toro super happy though. Like I don't know if Guillermo del Toro is. I'm just happy because whenever you see, st- he's. I think he's sad more than anything. Probably. When stories come out, almost give like it just pisses me off when stories come out. The same week the movie comes out, where it's basically saying, "Here's all the problems with the movie. Here's what happened behind the scenes." Well, it, it's like you shouldn't have an excuse. There's no I reason you should be fighting about the trees on the production design. Like, come on. I agree, and I noticed that all the stories came out after the Rotten Tomato score dropped. It's yeah. at nine percent, and then all of a sudden the story leaks that while well, there's all these problems on set, blah 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 blah, and it's like. The audience doesn't need to know that because like, now, your now you're going in even more cynical. Like now, let's just tear it apart. Even the even the director and the star and the producers hate the movie. How how's anybody mm-hmm. gonna like it? You know, mm-hmm. I I'm still have uh, absolutely no expectations for when I'll watch it. So I whatever, think I'll make a trip soon. I also need to see High Life still, and this was kind of Game of Thrones week. I don't believe me, High so. Life's gonna play near us. Yeah, we're probably not gonna have that what opportunity about, to see it, even uh, though I really like. Is Missing to. Link still here though? Missing Link, yeah. I'm yeah, it'll be here for at least a month, and then I think they'll probably no, pull it out. Yeah, put it on Blu-ray within a couple weeks of that. Um, 
and of course, number one again was Shazam, and uh, sequel is greenlit and is moving forward. How much did it make in its second week? What was twenty five million? Off? So it only had a fifty percent drop. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's really really good. Good for the movie. Yeah. And it, I kind of appreciate that it's kind of like a B-list superhero kind oh. of making some splashes. And it, of yeah. course, lower-budget superhero movie, too. Little was second, right? Yeah. With, uh, I don't know who that movie that. came out? Yes. Oh. Um, who was it? Issa Rae? Oh, Issa Rae. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it, know. what's her name? Slow, slow week Tiffany for the Haddish? movie. Yeah, no. isn't it no. Tif- that's not Tiffany Haddish? No. Well, no. Are you talking about like who plays the boss? Yeah, I don't know who plays the. I don't li- remember. Lisa Ray is the main character. I no, think, I, I know, but I'm pretty sure it's Tiffany Haddish is like the older one who gets no. transformed into a kid. Mm-hmm. It's not her. Mm-hmm. Let's move. It on. might be Lucy Liu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tomb Raider also is getting a sequel, which with blows Alicia, my mind. Alicia Vikander is returning. Yeah, um, <laughs> that bomb. That's going to be a no for me, dog. The first one was trash. It it was a really poorly written movie. If they just followed the storyline from the game, it would have been a thousand times better, and they did it. You they you could tell that they were like, we'll take some inspiration from this one, and then they just went off like the dad, I don't know. The they whole made all the wrong movie. decisions. It's like when you when they adapt a video game into a movie, they never do the story justice in any way. It's like the video game's always like, there are a lot of great video games that tell really great stories. And to adapt into a movie, just take the story. Yeah, lose some elements, mm-hmm. but keep that core story. Every video game movie, they just go, oh, we'll just do our own thing and just keep the character. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's why the movie sucks, man. Yeah. It's and you're have... getting bad talent and just. What's yeah. the best video game movie as of right now? Like know, people R- argue. Wreck It Ralph. Mortal Kombat. All right. It's not There isn't good. one. You can't, like, I you can't really point to one. that came out one. recently. Rampage. That's is the highest rated on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's Tomatoes. like 50%. They're all below 50 or below. Mm-hmm. Tomb, Raider, Tomb Raider's around 50, mm-hmm. isn't it? It you, might be Tomb we got, Raider. We got a Mario movie coming out. We got Sonic coming out this oh, year. Oh, man. Oh, Can't, my God. What a couple of video games to make movies after, man. Sweet. Well, Mario's going to be animated, so they're doing the right thing there. Sonic's Wait, live it action. Is? Did we talk about this on the podcast ever? No, but we, we had this massive cast. We had a good franchise plan. Who's playing Mario? They haven't released anything yet. It's in production at Illumination. They're just recasting oh. who played him in the old Super Mario Brothers movie. It's going to be John Leguizamo. And, uh... Dude, our cast was stacked. We had, like, Michael Sarah playing Toad. We had um, I can see it. Sasha Baron Cohen playing Mario. That's a good one. Idris Elba plays Bowser. <laughs> and then the first movie is just called Mario. And then the next one is Super Mario Bros. And then you bring in Luigi. And who, who did we I have like playing that. Luigi? I don't remember. <laughs> God, how do you not remember Luigi? Anyway. I found the list recently where it's like our entire cast. It's like 20 characters we cast all of them. I mean, I think it's great that a movie like Shazam is getting a sequel, even though I didn't like it. It made a lot of money. People loved it and really responded to it. I kind of hope that the sequel, I'm assuming David F. Sandberg is attached to direct again. I don't know. It's the same writer, but I don't know if it's the same. If it's a new director, I'd be more excited. But the Tomb Raider news is kind of shocking because I didn't think yeah. it did very well. And I agree. And not, it's so People far, didn't like it. And like, it's so far after it came out, like about a year now, right? Yeah. Well, I wonder if maybe it was really close to to being positive enough in terms of it, how much money Growth. it made to uh, – to make a sequel, yeah. and now after it's been out for a couple months on VOD and Blu-ray, and the sales they have gone up for people yeah. buying it, and it's like, oh, maybe there is an audience for a sequel, even though they're wrong. But <laughs> okay, now we're moving. That's simple. We're moving yeah. into a bunch of Disney stuff. Oh yeah. So are Bob, they paying us yet? Yeah, Bob Iger is stepping down in 2021, which is pretty crazy. He's the CEO, and he's done. He's accomplished so much as a CEO. We're talking Star Wars. We're talking Marvel. We're talking Pixar. We're talking talking Fox. Fox. We're talking about the guy who owns the world. Correct. He's stepping down. Yeah, I wonder if he just got tired of making money. No, I think I think I have enough now. Yeah, I think he's at the point where he can retire. He's got he's gray hair. He's (laughs) done. Like he doesn't need to do he he doesn't need to work anymore. I'm sure he's like fifty, sixty fifties for uh, top ten uh company I'm I'm gonna say his annual salary is about ten million. Way more than that. No. 50. I'm going 50. No idea. Okay. I don't have anything else to add to that one. No, I think that's really interesting because then maybe, you know, that just can pave the way for maybe Disney having a new sense of direction or style mm-hmm. stuff. Who knows? You yeah. Know? Well, so or, that's cool. Uh, but Walt he's Di- done so much as mm-hmm. Or CEO, Walt it's Disney's crazy. frozen brain can, frozen head can lead us there to, okay. the, to the promise. Great line. career for Bob Iger. 
Good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars, taking a break after episode nine. Good. I think they said not until 2022. You couldn't, don't expect a movie till 2022. Any movie? Not even the spinoffs? Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any movie. That's what they need to do. I was really worried. I remember when they announced Star Wars, they said they were going to do 7, 8, 9, and then they were just going to go right into 10, 11, 12, even though they said, oh, there'll be different trilogies. And I think that's a mistake, especially when you're saying, oh, this is the one, it's going to end it all. And then in two years, we get episode 10. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, this doesn't feel like an satis- or this wouldn't feel like an end. Well, we, so to, to know that they're going to take a break, and I think that's a good decision. Yeah, we got uh, Game of Thrones guys working on a Old Republic trilogy, which is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And then Ryan Johnson working on his own trilogy. And I think they're just going to go with different timelines for each of these trilogies. No one's picking up from the Skywalker saga. Um, no one's doing stuff like that. It's just going to be... Have they announced if either of those trilogies are going to be the episode 10, 11, 12, or are they going to be their own spinoff I stuff? think it's all going to be, from here on out, uh, no, no attachment no to number. Skywalker. Yeah. They may be in, like mentioned, but it won't be like an attach. I think that's cool. At some point, you have to stop, right? Like, you can't just go on forever and now it's like Star Wars episode 22. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was literally just thinking about that. I'm like, I wonder if in about 50 years we'll have episode 19, episode 21. Yeah, you know, like that'd be kind of lame. It just, you know? it just yeah. turns into almost like a TV like, miniseries, except it's 20 or 40 hours. Yeah, I agree. It, uh, I think it's good. The magic hopefully will return. I'm excited for episode 9, which we'll talk about. Um, just because it's similar for me, like with Endgame, where this is it, uh, it's kind of come, it's wrapping up a little bit, almost like Game of Thrones, even if I'll listen to the We Know Nothing podcast. Uh, so I'm just excited for the magic to kind of return for me. And I'm always one that's easy to, uh, excite. I feel like with these big name franchises, uh, if I liked it when I was a kid, I'll get excited for when something new comes out and it's that simple. And that's how they're making money anyway. Yeah. We're going to get into the trailer in a little bit, right? I shouldn't share my thoughts yet. Yeah, not yet, not yet. <laughs> um, Disney Plus, just want to touch on that a little bit. Um, they announced it. It looks like six ninety nine a month. No ads. Every Disney movie released. Um, Do they have other stuff that's not Disney, too, or is it only Well, they have Disney all movies. 30 seasons of Simpsons will be there available to stream. Oh, yeah, because they have everything yeah. Fox has ever made yeah. now, too, right? Um, and some of the stuff they announced is a, um, like, of course, The Mandalorian we got uh, WandaVision, Falcon, Falcon, Winter Soldier, their spinoff series. Um, also, a lot of docu- uh, documentary stuff. Like they got Nat one. Geo. They have Nat Geo. They have Geo Nat Geo on now. They have a news series called 616 about like following um, Marvel and like mm. their kind of region comics more so than anything else. Um, and yeah, they got some. Like there's going to be a full documentary about the uh, development of Frozen 2 like inside the cool. animation studio. And I'm excited for, for that because you don't really see a lot of documentaries like inside That's cool. like filmmaking process mm-hmm. and stuff for like that. For that, so. I, lo- I eat that stuff up too, like the behind the scenes of making these massive uh, things. But I have to say for the price, it doesn't seem like it's a bad thing. No, all. yeah, yeah. And none of it's bad to me. Like six ninety nine for all that. People are people are complaining on Facebook and stuff, as you see, because oh, another streaming service. It's well, like, here's the thing. I think this is a good thing because Disney is the one thing that can undercut the streaming price. And you're seeing Netflix and Hulu just raise their price recently. Mm-hmm. So now Disney's coming in a juggernaut and is undercutting it. So that may bring some competition well, to what's it going bring some on competition, now. Competition, but it also send these other people spiring. The, the reason people are mad, and then Disney just gets everything. I feel like the reason people are mad aren't the it, it's a streaming service. It's just that it's another one. So yeah. on top of like, if I want to watch my shows that get taken off Netflix, I have to pay for Hulu now to watch the show that was just on Netflix. And now it's like all these movies that were on Netflix are going to get taken off. So now I have to spend money on a different streaming service to get those movies back to be able but to watch them. On the contrary. And then, well, think about 10 years ago when it didn't matter. Yeah, and you, you just had have, to buy the DVDs to have, watch the show. Well, think about it this to. way too. You have right now, a lot of people just have 900 channels where they watch four of them and they're paying $75 a month. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you guys. Yeah. I'm just saying when you have so many different access yeah. points, it's too – It's going to start adding too up difficult. a bit. Right. That's why – Well, um, now there's like the ESPN Plus. There's gotta pick CBS and choose. All Access. Exactly. There's, like everything has their own Everyone's pivoting, and the people that are pivoting are smart. And the reason like Netflix is going to stay number are, one is because they were first. Yeah. They were the first ones to do it. Everybody in the world knows net, Netflix and that product and that brand and – I highly doubt that oh, yeah. it's ever like I really don't think a streaming service is going to overtake Netflix as that number one mm-hmm. for a very long time. Yeah, and I was talking with Roman last night. Uh, Who's that? Roman, he was on our previous podcast episode, a buddy <laughs> of ours. I was just talking to him and how 
going back to Game of Thrones, but it relates to streaming services, how refreshing it is personally for me having to wait a week to watch the next episode uh, because it allows you to contemplate a, more about the episode and just think about it, build anticipation. Whereas on Netflix and all these streaming services that are coming out, oh, actually, maybe not on Disney. I think I heard something about the Man- Mandalorian. Mandalorian is week to week. Week to week. Yeah, you don't, you're not spoiled enough that you can be like, oh, that's a crazy cliffhanger. Next, start next episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I kind of agree. Being a, And that was what was really fun about watching Game of Thrones last night. It was, it was the first time that I watched an episode live. And then the and it's, ended, it's just you're cool. like, oh. It's just cool to be part of the, the discussion and the community afterwards. And I, I like that week to week. I, I think that's cool that The Mandalorian is doing it just so people can talk about it for a while, mm-hmm. about each episode and what's going to It's more of an event. Next. Yeah, it's, it's more an event. It makes it more exciting. It's Super Bowl Sunday every Sunday until Game of Thrones ends because – I don't know if you were looking at Twitter, the numbers <laughs> off Twitter last night. Like, everyone and their mama was talking about Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And, and the cool. memes were fired. Yes. Uh, free folk on Reddit. Almost as many time. people were talking about Tiger Woods winning the match. Oh, um, great Sunday. But I have to say, wait, did you just say that was your first episode you watched live? Yeah. I didn't watch the show until after season seven had already come out. Really? Yeah. For some reason, I, I mean, I guess it's been two years, so. Mm-hmm. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. It was the first time I watched the episode live. For real? Mm-hmm. I watched the whole show and read all the books after season seven had already come out. I'm a late I'm That's a late insane. Mm-hmm. I didn't I I watched the finale of season five live and I watched that then season six. Yeah, six was my first one and then, and then Nate and I watched the opening of season seven I uh, in Florida, correct? Yeah, we kicked my mom and my grandma out of the hotel. My dad was sleeping on the couch and we watched it. Great episode yeah. too. I feel Wait, like did the whole thing too where it's like the countdown. Oh, and it's beautiful. Like, that was probably the coolest part of the whole thing is the beginning. Dude, oh, starting they know how to eight, do it. And they started at eight and seven. I that, was like, oh. That hype montage that they had, too, where it Amazing. showed oh. Game of Thrones. It was, it was the best. HBO, man, they they know how to do it. They really do. And you know what? With, with those <laughs> Good trailers, thing they have their streaming platforms, too. Look at, <laughs> they do. They <laughs> know. Them. They know that how many people are watching and they kick all their trailers out and guess what I'll be watching Chernobyl just off the trailer I watched before Game of Thrones I need to hype on the ba- hop, hop on the Barry hype train too because I heard it's phenomenal oh yeah uh, Pretty Little not Pretty Little Liars uh, Big Little Lies Big Little season Lies 2 with that cast dude holy cow watch the first season dude. is Westworld getting a third Shop season beautiful. as well yeah That's yeah HBO's doing really well cool Um, but yeah I'm excited Uh, also people that saw the Mandalorian footage are saying that it's awesome so what what is is that about bounty hunters? I'm it's not about sure. I didn't a, watch it's about a like bounty hunter. Okay, uh, so Pedro Pascal plays him. There's no trailer oh, out yet. Like only only people there got to see yeah. footage. Okay, and yeah, Pedro Pascal is the bounty hunter wearing Mandalorian armor. Um, okay, yeah. What do we got, got next? Taika Waititi playing uh, IG88, and that's all that matters. Oh, cool. Uh, trailers. Uh, Lion, King, Lion King real first. fast. Um, looks pretty much shot for shot. I for me personally. I will go see these movies. I'm not as excited nor hate on it as much as tw- the Twitter universe uh, loves to do with these rehashings of the stories. Uh, but there is a couple shots where it was like almost too hyper realistic. But then there was some where I was like, you could have went to the effing Africa and got that shot ripped right off. Yeah, it's a weird thing, right? Because it can't. It's not live action. You can't get real lions to sing songs and stuff. So it has to be fake and animated. But it's like, well, we already have the animated version. Mm-hmm. So they're just recreating it with the best animated visuals you can possibly have, which is really cool. But I think it's they're kind of the doing it as like movie. They're just. Uh, this is just like the sense of scale is what I think they're they trying to sell grand. with this. Yeah, like yeah. a grand experience in the theater. It's IMAX, all that stuff. Because the. And I saw a hot take, which um, I kind of maybe agree with. And the people that are – I'm excited to see it because Lion King is one of my favorite movies ever. Sure. And I just want to see it, uh, this take on it. Yeah. And, of course – and, like, there was some concern over, like, the like emoting from the characters since it's not animation. And, of course, you can't get the grand gestures that they get in the animated movie. But I was like, yeah, maybe they're right. But I went back and watched some scenes from The Jungle Book, like Bare Necessities and stuff. They're, they're pretty animated in it. Yeah. So I'm, like – I'm kind of like in, I have no worries there. I um, really liked the Jungle yeah. Book, and I think John Favreau is a good director, so I trust him mm-hmm. that the Lion King is going to be good. But like some people were saying, like y'all y'all are excited to see the Lion King in theaters again because you're too embarrassed to watch an animated movie as an adult, like and be hyped about an animated movie, which I feel like may be true for some. I too they, love gatekeeping. They don't well, they don't put it at the same level as like a normal movie when it's like, yeah, which maybe is a, just a major problem in society. 
in general that people are afraid to go see animated movies if they don't have kids or mm-hmm. anything like that once they hit 25. But even in even in the sentence that they said, I wanted to smack them because uh, they called it a cartoon and it's an animated movie. Shouts out one time Nick Stangy. Shouts out to What Stangy. do you guys think? So they bring back James Earl Jones to do the voice of Mufasa. And they don't bring back Jeremy Irons. I, that I'm was exactly going to be my point, dude, because his voice is so good and iconic in that role. And I don't even know who's voicing Scar. But Chewy immediately tell. I was like, it's not the same. It's not it's, as good. It's Chewy Tell Edgy of And he's a great actor, but Jeremy Irons' his hat, he's got a voice similar to James Earl Jones where you know immediately it's just yeah. like that dude knows it's how to voice it. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. And, and I, I was missing it when he was And then talking. even even the villain in Jungle Book was great. Idris Elba did it, and yep. he was yeah. like perfect. Who did, yeah. And who did the snake? Walken. Who did the snake? Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Even though that was like a... Reca- like a, she is the voice because it's ma- it's a male in like the animated yep. movie and then yeah I think yeah, that was perfect great. for. No, I also I don't know how I felt about the design of Scar because they make Scar look evil you know they give him the black mane and the. Uh, I kind of like it though because um. Like when you have a darker mane and stuff, you're supposed to be like more healthy, more mature, mm-hmm. more healthy, and I kind of like that they kind of made him look sickly. Because I feel that like, makes sense. and I like that when he has like the cut in his ear and like when the ear twitches and stuff, like, it looks almost uncanny it, valley. Where I, I'm like, I'm just looking at a lion talk. And at I don't first, like I didn't it. know yeah. who was Scar. Like I couldn't tell. I'm watching. I'm like, oh. where's Scar at? I don't know. And then I figured it yeah. out. And then I was like, huh. Hmm. I did. I just didn't know how to feel. I'm about with it. Nate. I think the animation is too good. It's just so I, unnatural. It's you know what I did? You will never see an animal talk in real life, but they got the animation so good that it looks like a real animal. Like the talking. only the only thing that looks like I'm like okay, that's animated is Baby Simba. Like how yeah, Baby Simba little, is, yeah. yeah, and it just looks weird. Like Zazu, that looks like when that bird lands and stuff, and it's twitching around. Like what the heck? Yeah. Timon and Pumbaa, that Timon looks crazy. And Pumbaa. What I didn't. Dude. So when they start doing the song, I was like, perfect, we're gonna get Hakuna Matata, awesome. And then you see Pumbaa, and the way he looks, because obviously the cartoon, he's like this yeah. brown pig. He looks like scary looking. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not. Well, they're like these warthogs, are animals. Warthogs are not cute. Yeah. <laughs> and I got my shot in the trailer. When they're walking, that's across, gonna that's yeah. gonna hit me when, when I see it in the theater. The, uh, and then, and then but that's I'm when a little he gets older, You watch him grow up in the dark. It has to it has to be like during the trailer. I was like, ooh, get chills. But it has, yeah, it has to be a Matata. And I'm a little sad they're not shaking their head like they are in the movie. I was like, Ding. are they not? No, they're just walking. And he's, but I do like how when he gets older, you see him like like the weight on his every step that he takes. I'm like, oh, he's a big boy now. Do we get every song? Does it open with Circle of Life? Oh, Do yeah. Do we get... I well, yeah, I just can't wait to... I think it's going to be a little bit longer because Lion King is only an hour 28. That's what I, I was, It's going to be longer. Ask, do you think it'll be longer and have I more think, scenes? I think Nala's getting her own song because they got to give Beyonce an original song. <laughs> and I think maybe they give Donald Glover another song because all Donald Glover would do is sing at the end of uh, Hakuna, Matata. Hakuna Matata. Or if they want to do the, go the route where um, they sing... Uh, can you feel the love tonight? Like, and they actually sing it, sing it, and it's Donald Glover and Beyonce singing it. That's gonna smack in the theater. I mean, that's so. what they got him for, right? Like, you have to assume yeah. that there's just gonna be a little bit more boost and music. I think they should just let Elton John sing it. To yeah, be honest. <laughs> <laughs> they should just let him do it. Hans Zimmer's uh, back for the score. Do they do? Uh, just use the same. Thing. Are they gonna do? I just can't wait to be king when he's the. Cub? They have to do. That's the best Disney song ever. It's pretty great. And then do, so, do you think they'll have all the animals like? <laughs> I think it's gonna be even better. I think it's stuff? gonna be even better. That'd be cool. It's, well, I feel like what what the Jungle Book did is it kind of scaled some of the songs back. Yeah. Though. Like so, I I was wondering if you thought Lion King would do the same thing where I think it's it not won't like be a full out musical number. It's there's no way it's gonna be like that number is gonna be as flamboyant. But if you watch, like, Be Our Guest, that keeps kind of the similar scale that it has oh, in the sure. animated movie. But I think that's just going to be more, like, you're going to get a lot when, of camera shakes in, the hip, in um, Beauty, Beauty and the, the Beast. Beast. It's, like, the almost the exact same set piece in the okay. animated that they translated then, directly into yeah. the... So I feel action. like they may do something like that. I'm sure Hakuna Matata is going to be massive because yeah. that's when Donald Glover is going to come in. And I don't know. I'm excited. Yeah, oh, I guess I'll be grown up Simba in the animated movie. He's not really in yeah. it very much. He's he in the comes end, in about halfway it. through. Yeah, and he doesn't really. Is talk. it halfway? Yeah, it's about. Well, the movie seemed, isn't that long. That's right. It, I guess it just seems like it's it's mm-hmm. like right at the end. My favorite Lion King is actually Lion King one and a half <laughs> that focuses on uh, Timon and Pumbaa's uh, journey together. I'll, Do you think uh, we'll get that with Billy Eichner and <laughs> Seth Rogen? So. <laughs> okay, well that can transition directly into Star Wars because. <laughs> Uh, did you see the video on Twitter of 
someone replacing Palpatine's laugh with Seth Rogen's. Yeah, that is great. <laughs> that was really funny. And he was like glad to be a part of this. <laughs> yeah, let's definitely dig into Star Wars here. I'd love to hear your guys' takes. I don't know if we've really talked I, about it too much. I'll just so. start off because I'm sure I can, uh, you know, go off you guys a little bit more once you get talking. But I just want to say, the word on the street is that they did not have a plan going into this uh, this trilogy, and they had no end game for well, it. It's and not that they didn't have a plan. Avengers end game. It's yes. that they let each director make their own movie without consulting the other. So J.J. Abrams made his own movie with his story. So he sets up these plot lines that he wants to see play out in the next one or is set up for the third one. Then they hand it to Ryan Johnson, and they said, just go ahead and write your own script. And he just did whatever he wanted. So then all this stuff that J.J. set up just gets kind of pushed to the side for Ryan Johnson's movie. And then all so all these threads are just gone. And now J.J. has well, to like pick up where Ryan Johnson say, left off, which obviously is not what J.J. intended. So it's going to be interesting. What I was going to say with that, too, is that's inexcusable. Yeah, right? it doesn't make any sense. That's, like you have, an a, you have possibly the most popular franchise in the history of cinema. On the, you have the reins to it. There is no reason that there should not be at least one sentence that should be the end game for the trilogy. And you tell the directors, just get us there. If there was not even just that one sentence where they're like, Ray is a Skywalker or something along those lines, th- I mean, th- well, it's inexcusable. No, realistically, it should have been planned out. Like, here's movie one. Yeah. These are the beats we need to hit. Obviously, of course, you can write all these character interactions, all this stuff, and it can be what you want. But we need to hit these beats. Same with the second, third movie. This is what the story we follow need to get the, the, And they didn't do that. Follow the tracks. Which is like so bizarre to me that they have this billion-dollar franchise Way more with no that. vision at all. For their for the story they're well they're tell. they're claiming that Emperor Palpatine was always in the car and that's a and joke that okay it's like are you guys still invested uh, please be invested we're bringing back Palpy we're bringing back freaking uh, 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 think about Lord of the Rings a blank as soon Millennium as it opens Lando Lando Calrissian it's like come on Lord of the Rings you know who the villain is from as soon as yeah the exactly Game of Thrones you know who the villains are from the opening scene the opening scene. Star Wars, they set up Snoke in the seventh movie. They set him up in the eighth movie and kill him. Who cares about spoilers? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's seen Star Wars. And then episode nine, You're all of a sudden, they, a new they don't have a villain. They Kylo, Kylo. cannot be. We know he's not super evil and is just going to be the bad guy. Dude, he's for the reforging whole movie. his helmet. Dude, he's going evil. I'm so pissed off. Like Kylo, like here's the thing. Last Jedi was one third of a great, some of the best I've ever seen of Star Wars. It's the a, Kylo and Rey stuff was amazing, and then you get prequel shades and the other ones. And then at the end, it's almost like they just slipped and they missed home plate, and then they, the guy just got the ball and he tagged him, and it's like you're like out. Like you, you fell, you <laughs> fell ten feet. He before was clearly going to be safe. He's yeah, on his and way. He just and fell. Trip. You trip around third base, and then he's he literally. Outfielder goes for a diving catch, misses it. The guy's rounding home on an inside the park home run, and he trips around third base. And then, so. and then, and then, what happens is you get all of a sudden it's uh, Poe's bizarre storyline. They throw, overthrow it, error, you know, and then they keep going. And then you go back to Ray, <laughs> and then he's you get zooming. Del Toro. <laughs> and then whatever happens there, Captain Phasma dies, and then you're rounding third, and then it comes to the very end in the throne room, and they don't do anything interesting. Leia, the starship blows up. Everything's kind of discombobulated. Kylo starts crying at Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Luke Skywalker dies, and then it's the end of the movie. And then you fall, and you're out. And you know what? I'd even hate Last Jedi that much. No, but yeah. you're right. I'd, like, I'd, I'm not one of the ones that hate it. I think it has problems that people... But the thing is, too, I feel like every ignore. Star Wars movie yeah. has problems, in my opinion. But yeah. What the, thing was, the thing that pisses me off the most about The Last Jedi, because I, I feel like a lot of people share it with me, is that I feel like they killed Snoke just to be like, hey, you weren't expecting that, huh, bitch ass? We killed Snoke. Now what? And then they're like, okay, well, let's bring back Palpy. And I guarantee <laughs> I, you, there's no way that was. In well, the what stars. if? Well, there's let's no say, way. let's say, Emperor, like, let's say Kylo Ren is the villain, and that's the end of the Skywalker saga. Is that it's finally someone that Skywalker is lost to the dark side, and he's the one that talks to Emperor Palpatine. That already happened though. And he Anakin sucks him. already. No, because he turns, side. he turns and saves the day at the end. Yeah, and Kylo's gonna do the same fucking thing. I. Don't know what if he doesn't though? If he doesn't, that. That would be interesting. That'd be cool. And then Ray has to kill him. Wouldn't that be awesome? Except yeah. it's Disney, and I highly doubt, I highly doubt, I hope I'm wrong, but I highly doubt they would do that. And can we talk about the title? It's called Rise of Skywalker. Aside from just not being a very strong title, like, do you guys think it's a good title? I think nothing will ever top The Empire Strikes Back, baby. That's a title. I don't know. Revenge of the Sith. Is they, there's some really great titles throughout, and then Rise Return of Skywalker. Of the Jedi. 
Like, that's like the best. We don't have any context for it, right? But yeah, we know, we'll have to see the context. We know. Let's listen though. We know that <laughs> Skywalker. Luke's already had his rise, right? the The original trilogy is the rise of Skywalker. That's it, right? So now, it's re- who's it referring to? Luke had it's his rise. What if dead now? What if it's a title? What if they decide to use the Skywalker name as like the next Force of Jedi? That would be stupid. <laughs> I That's a good point. But I don't. I, like I mean, it. I don't think that'd be stupid. Like you name the. You're a Skywalker. I mean, come on. You act like Skywalker's a natural last name. What? Dude, it's in, they just called it. That's what it's gonna be. I I just. Or Ray, I'm just gonna go with Ray's a Skywalker. It's that simple. We haven't even talked about the trailer yet. All we're, all we've talked about is the problem. The, the trailer looks good. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. The trailer like, made me want to cry almost. That's at, how good the beginning part. After was. episode eight, my hype for episode nine in the toilet. Okay, I saw the trailer. I'm way more excited to see that movie now than I was a couple days and ago. You know what I'm guaranteed? This is what I'm excited about. I'm going to go see that movie in IMAX, and you know what? I'm going to get some spine tingling visuals, I and that's so. all I care. Because like. Even, like, Poe's looking good. Poe's looking like Uncharted. He's looking like Nathan Drake. Uh, Finn's finally got a costume. Kylo Ren reforged the mask. Thank God. No Rose. Could, now, is that symbolism? Ryan Johnson grabs JJ's trilogy and smashes it against the wall, and it shatters. And this is legit. <laughs> JJ picking up the pieces and forging it back together. Do you guys think that... Uh, well, I, I love that the no opening the scene of the trailer is Ray doing a crazy I think you're off base on this. Oak. Why? Because you're what like you're gonna say. Because this is the, in Star Wars start Episode off, Eight. Absolutely, Ray did nothing. She did absolutely nothing in the movie. There's one cool action scene that she does, and then the client, her ultimate arc in the movie is moving some rocks, dude. She just moves rocks out she of the way. She trained. She actually didn't train at all. Luke you refused to train it. her. She tried to train herself, and then no, she, she was, doesn't even learn anything. She and was, she gets a book, and then my. Our good, our good was, pal who loves Star Wars dude, is like, dude, she read the whole book now. She's going to be a Jedi Master. She, now she's real powerful. She was on that island for months, dude. It seemed like it was, she was only on there for two days, but she was on that island She was island not for on months. there. She was literally only there for a couple days because uh, the, they, the, they were running from the First Order in the movie, dude. From the end of Yeah, from the end of Episode 7. seven. They're running from the First Order for a couple of days. That's how long she was there. That's how long she trained. And of course, time is different when you're in different galaxies. That's very disappointing. But remember, oh yeah, time is relative. Maybe she was there for seven years. Now here's the thing. Interstellar, baby. Remember, four minutes is ten, fifty, five hundred. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, one thing that I'm really disappointed about. I don't care. Like Ray, I I love that character development there. But one thing that I really was ashamed of, like it should be, it's not good. Is they show her go to the dark side, the physical embodiment of the dark side, where Luke says, "Do not go there." She goes there, no consequences. That that was <laughs> my happened. biggest problem with Episode Eight. They set that up to be so interesting. She's flirting with the dark side. You don't have to make her go to the dark side, but give us a little bit. All it was was that one scene, which was probably my favorite scene in the Last Jedi. Yeah, with the finger snapping, and then they just completely. You know what? That, she that should be blind now. Through that should be the. It should be no one. That's like the faceless man. <laughs> I think no, like you're right, Nate. She should lose a hand because she is a skywalker let's just book it now and that's the consequence Let, some it. people say she's a clone of luke some people are saying it's another force baby some people are saying she's related to emperor palpatine do you guys think that because the titles rise of skywalker this is, is it referring to luke is it referring to kylo or is it referring to ray or or none of them what's I your think, what's your prediction i think if it's i think it is symbolic of the entire saga and it's the rise of all of us and how everyone is a skywalker I is have that, to is say, that your honest prediction? Yeah. Okay. I have to say, if I was betting in Vegas, I would be betting that it's uh, about Kylo. I hope Kylo gonna, has. Honestly, I, hope, I was hoping they'd do the old switcheroo and Kylo's the main character because they're calling it the Skywalker saga still. You just give me some cool Kylo stuff. He's the best character Star Wars has to offer, and I'm, I'm totally they're agree. so They're so close to just squandering And the it. best actor, um, Yo, Oscar Isaac. No, he gives. But uh, Adam Driver Adam Driver gives amazing. the best performance in a Star Wars movie, yeah. and that's facts. It's facts. From which one? I mean, Harrison Ford is good, but he's just playing Harrison Ford. Yeah, like none of the performances are bad, but you no, can yeah, tell yeah. he's like on another level. And he's got a lot more. And I think it's just because his character is a lot more interesting too. Where he's, it's like he, sh- yeah, he, he is on the dark more. side, and instead of a Jedi being pulled by the dark side, he's on the dark side being pulled by the light side, which is a freaking awesome thing. And they don't focus on it at all. I think JJ. <laughs> I think JJ will. 
Because I have to say, The Force Awakens, if, or if we're going to even just talk about this trilogy right now, I have to say, The Force Awakens, people say it was safe, but I don't give a damn because when I watched that movie, that's exactly what I wanted from the movie. That's exactly. how I feel. Like, I don't, when I, I don't watch Star Wars. I don't care. I don't care if they're trying to get too creative with it. You know what? For these big franchises, play it a little bit safe and do a couple little sprinkles of red pepper spice and let us get a good movie out of it. Am I right? I, well, so I like that's it the thing. That's the thing is, I don't think they're doing anything different is my problem with The Last Jedi. They set up to do stuff different, and then it just turns out to be good versus evil in the end. That's exactly what it is. You got red lightsaber versus blue lightsaber, and that's the end of Star yep. Wars. No clapping, Woo! Nate. We have yeah. a mic The Last Jedi didn't actually do anything different. It just subverted all the expectations everybody had after Episode Seven. Like, do you really think after Episode Seven ended, the way J.J. sets up who Ray's parents are, whether they're Skywalkers or not, he clearly sets it up to be something of importance, and he puts it aside. In Episode Seven, he clearly sets up Snoke to be the villain of, of this series. He 100% does. You never see – he's barely in the movie. He's the dark, shadowy figure controlling everything. You see him talk to Kylo once or whatever. They're setting him up to be this big thing, and they kill him off. I, I guarantee you that. I'm willing to bet – um, all the Why money the that they spent on Star Wars that J.J. did not intend for Snoke to die in Part 8. He did not intend for Ray's parents to be nobodies. I feel like his, all his intentions were just kind of squandered, it and did, I kind of feel bad for it him. It did lead to one of the best shots in Star Wars history, though. Which is what? When it just shows Snoke. It's like a wide of the throne, and then the lightsaber gets pulled, and then the hand comes up in frame and catches it. Yeah. That's a freaking beautiful shot. That's beautiful. Oh, it's, the a, it's a well-directed movie. The cinematography yeah. in both movies so far, I think, have surpassed the, the cinematography in any other or any other Star Wars movie in the original series. Uh, Empire. Empire is really good as well. I think just the classicness of it is the best. But And how Darth Vader fades I, into well, the background. The Force Awakens, it was just something else to see that battle sequence in the forest or even the beginning when Kylo actually, you know, turns on his lightsaber and actually see it the emit light. It emits face. the actual color light that the lightsaber is on the people's skin and stuff. It was it looks amazing. My thing is from like from what I saw from episode seven and eight, the best my favorite scene so far is when they're fighting in the forest at the end of episode seven and yep. you see the lightsaber fly yep. out of the snow and it goes into Ray's hands yep. and then they have an awesome fight. That was the most exciting. That like it all built up to that moment. That's what I love about fantasy, sci-fi, all this garbage, whatever. That was a great moment, and there was nothing like that in episode eight. However, I think JJ is going to give us some more of that in episode nine, and that's why I feel like it's very. I think if, it was very similar in episode eight, though, where the lightsaber goes and it catches it, music swells, and then when Luke, but the, or when, was, even it when it Luke wasn't dies. a fight against, it was just a fight against a bunch, bunch of, of random, random faceless henchmen. men that yeah. I don't know anything about or care about. Sure, it was cool and it was a good action scene to watch. And it was the only one offered in the movie, unfortunately. But Luke it, fighting but Kylo. It, it doesn't have the same significance as Ray and Kylo fighting each yeah. other. You know what I mean? So, But when Luke died, I got some goosies. When but then Luke was talking cuts. to Yoda, I was getting some goosies. It hard cuts from one of the most – it should be one of the most emotional moments of the entire saga. Hard cuts to – it was like, oh, he dies. You see the twin uh, – Moons or twin suns. Beautiful. And then it's like the beautiful music. Hard cuts to dun, 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 dun. It's like Kylo, Kylo Ren's theme and he's marching into the thing. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I guess we're back here. I guess I can't be invested in what just happened. I got to be back in to see what's going on here. And it was nothing of consequence. I have to say, if JJ gives me a couple scenes with some gooses and wraps it up, oh, that's all I need. <laughs> I, I want you to rate it on a goose scale when it comes to uh, We'll see. If I get goosies once or twice, it's a good Star Wars movie. If I, I just, get it negative times... If Ryan Johnson was Rogue directing one. this movie, <laughs> if Ryan Johnson was directing episode nine, the way it would end is not a big lightsaber fight. It'd be something lame. And I'm really glad that I know for a fact JJ is going to give me a big lightsaber battle, and that's what I want to see. Why do you hate it. Ryan Johnson, dude? Knife I don't. Looper is one of the best sci-fi movies I've ever seen. He's an incredible director, but he's not a good Star Wars Not director. a good tweeter, either. Why? Because of the Martha thing? No, I just oh. see his tweets. He's kind of a lame dude. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm That's so rude. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think he's probably a real good guy. Just didn't happen to like his last movie. Okay. And I hope no one holds that against let's, him. Let's let's jump into the movies that we watched recently. No, dude. I want to talk about Star Wars for about twenty more minutes. Uh, I have three. Listen to listen to our new Star Wars uh, podcast, <laughs> The Rise of the Talons, and it's episode <laughs> fifty. Are we gonna go or what's yeah, going on? Yeah, go ahead, Nick. Oh, I lead the way. I forget that was my bad. I saw three movies this week. Like I said, I'm a bum. I only watched three because. Uh, getting prepped for Game of Thrones, just getting hyped and being a lazy bum. So uh, first one I watched was Pet Cemetery with Nate Talon and uh, Max Burke, Alex Jackson. 
didn't really like this movie. I just thought <laughs> it was uh, it's pretty basic. Yeah, let me touch on it too once you're done. I gave it a two and a half. So like literally, I guess it's fine for like the general audience. It doesn't do anything special. It doesn't do anything different. I li- I like Jason Clark as an actor a lot. That's his name, yeah. correct? Yeah, Jason mm-hmm. Clark. Um, I think he's amazing in it, and I like John Lithgow as well. Other than that, the movie did nothing for me. I wasn't even scared throughout the entire movie, which I guess should actually hurt it even more. But I walked out not caring. Yeah, performances are fine. Cinematography is okay. The direction, I think, was not good at all. Uh, The first 30 minutes of the movie, it would cut, and it would be another uh, unmotivated camera move. Cut, another unmotivated camera move. Cut, another unmotivated. Every single shot was moving. Nothing was stationary. Everything's moving for no reason except to just have a camera moving. And I started, like, I picked up on it, like, five minutes. I'm like, what is happening with this? And I don't know. It was just kind of, like, very by-the-numbers horror movie, just like. Is there anything, are there any scenes that you did like? Is there anything There was one cool scene that involves a bathroom mirror, and I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. Nick, anything? Because I missed this one. I think you didn't miss anything. I'm just I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think actually. Uh I don't think the cinematography was necessarily bad at all. I think there's some CG work that was really bad when some when a major event in the movie happens, <laughs> like really bad, like 2005 Nickelodeon original movie bad. No, it was like you can tell that there is like four rocks that were real and then the rest of it was green screen. I'm like, yeah, it was pretty rough. But other than that, like I thought it looked fine. But the whole, the direction, the story, everything else fell flat for me, like literally on its face, like we said, rounding third base. Have you guys seen the original? No. no. Either of you? So based off the fact that you have seen the new one and you haven't seen the original, I have not seen either. If you had to recommend which one to watch, which one would you say to watch? Maybe the original. Really? From what Max was saying. Max Burke was saying the original is still better. Even oh, though really? the original isn't good. Yeah. That's what he said. Well, yeah, I like I heard the original is not good at all. So then when this one was coming out, at first, like right when it released, the reviews were kind of yeah. high. It was getting positive, but then as more and more critics saw it, it was. I just watched that because there's nothing. It's, tomato it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything special. Yeah, and I'm not even saying I'm not even talking about playing it safe because sometimes that's fine with these types of movies. But like, even the horror isn't scary enough to be considered a horror movie in my eyes. Like, mm-hmm. it's more of a suspense movie. In my opinion, like yeah, there's a trope of an undead person trying to kill someone. I guess that qualifies it for a horror movie, whatever. But you can still make like if you direct it well, and if you can make that scary, oh, you know the way you yeah. shoot it, seeing someone in the background, you know, in the dark, like you can make scariest make part it was scary. some disformed body, like uh, yeah. disformed bodies and stuff because the sister of someone has scoliosis, and it's just kind of like it's a frightening, frightening Image. imagery especially the way they frame it. That was probably the scariest stuff. But even then, wasn't jump scaring or anything. They tried to jump scare you. But they did. They tried to. I feel like most of these medium to big budget horror movies all just have the same identity. Like, none of them. They're all just yep. go for yeah. jump scares, not really any sense of style. Which leads into my next movie, which is the complete opposite. Her, we, re, we rewatched Hereditary. Yes. Me, Tyler, rewatched it with Roman, who had never seen it uh, or saw it. And I have to say, it's one probably one of my favorite horror movies ever made. I still don't know. Me, personally, when I get done with the movie, it's not perfect to me for some reason. I think the major mm. the, the major part of that is just the way it kind of wraps up, which I know is kind of bogus for me to say because I know you guys really like the way it wraps up. That's not true. I've heard a lot of people, they, the thing that they point Just the way it wraps ending. up. Just the way it wraps up. It doesn't leave it perfect for me. But you want to talk about watching something bone-chilling and creative – and well shot, well edited, perfectly directed. How many jump scares are in it? Zero. There's not, not a single one. Which one? When it's like up in the corner and then it goes and it goes like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a very scary. effective use of it because yeah. literally that is the climax of the movie. Yeah, and it's the like only that starts one. The, the start and of it. It works because they set up to where you think because of all the other modern day horror movies you've seen and you see people in the corner and doing all this stuff throughout the whole movie. You always think there's going to be a jump scare, and they save one for the very end. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's how you do it. Most, most, of the, and most of the jump scares in the movie are you realizing that there's something there, and then you get scared. Like when she's just on the wall, and it's just like pitch black, and then you slowly start to see it. Or like the first time I watched the movie, in the first 10 minutes, I didn't see the grandma in the room. You didn't, the so then time? the second I, time I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, Tyler, well, I have to say Tyler's TV had some HDR breathing, which is not, it's not a big deal. But like so, 
Well, no, when you watch an HDR movie, sometimes the TV will try and brighten up stuff that's not supposed to be bright okay. and like tweak it a little bit. And I was looking for the grandma, and I couldn't see it. Yeah, so I have the movie on 4K, and I have a real nice 4K TV Beautiful TV. And for whatever reason, it was almost like the movie's too dark. So there's a lot of scenes where there's someone in the corner, there's someone standing in a closet, such, such and such. And I know they're there, and I, I'm, like, staring at them, trying to see, and I can't see them. Yeah. And it really bothered me, and I don't know why that is. It may is. be a setting, to be honest, or it may just be a setting in your actual 4K player. Or the, or the shot when it's, like, morning, it was, like, ding, and yep. then there's, like, 500 cult members, what and those cuts back. Fantastic and like, cut. When does that happen? Right when it's the, the wide end. shot outside. Well, each time you see I it. I always at, miss this. Each time are you, there more? Each time is there a YouTube Each time you see it at night, you, there's more and more. Each time you see it at night, there's more cult I members outside of the house. To, I can never see any people until it's that last yeah. shot. Then I can see them. There's some. But all the other ones, I'm always trying to look literally all over the screen, and I can never freaking see Is there a YouTube video? Yeah. there's Because I got to look it up. So as many of you know, Hereditary was the Talon Brothers Best Picture winner. Uh, to the dismay of many, but not to me. me. But it was my favorite movie last it's year. It's still a great movie. Watching it again for, I think this is only the third or fourth time I've seen it now. Um, I really do think it's just a perfect horror movie. No matter how many times I watch it, I'm I'm scared. Like, I'm looking at my friends because even though you I know everything see. that's going to happen, I'm, st- I'm still freaked out, and I want to make sure they're freaked out too. And it's just, I Banger. think... The experience of watching the movie is what makes it so great. Uh, there's so many twists and turns that you just don't expect a horror movie to go. Yeah. Like, you think you know kind of how it's going to play out just because of all the other horror movies you've seen. It, it I think it kind of uh, finds a way to, to do different and more interesting things. And it's, like Nick said, bone-chilling mm-hmm. is the right word. You get those tingles. Mm-hmm. I get goosebumps for all the wrong reasons when I'm watching the it's movie. Like almost, yeah. re- it's, like, almost realistic. It's, like, bizarre. How did Roman react to the big thing in the, about halfway through the movie? Well, we j- I, I didn't want to, like, talk too much during the movie. So I kind of looked at him, and I was smiling to see. And I couldn't really tell how he reacted. We talked about it after, and he was like, yeah, that was crazy. But it wasn't like he yeah. really freaked out about it or anything. I Well, the funny thing is, I liked that a little bit less than Roman, like the movie in general, but that is the most shocked, t- if I'm thinking of the scene in, you're talking about, yeah, in that's the, the most shocked I've ever been in a movie. Oh, by far, I've never, I've, yeah, it's and the biggest twist I've ever experienced like at a movie theater. Yeah, perfectly, that whole sequence is perfectly directed with his like, you see Looking it slowly up go up and then it goes back down. Incredible. And yes. then also, uh, I, I just want to throw in, I was at um, a place here that where, near we live called uh, Stockholm Inn and it's like a Swedish kind of breakfast place and stuff like that. And they had like something about Midsommar and everything. I was like, I'm never gonna be able to come back here after I see the movie. <laughs> they have a giant mural of like all these kids like at the festival, and then like everyone's all dressed up like they are in the movie and everything. I'm like, I have to I say, I you couldn't go back. If you can't go back to that place for the food, then you got the food's issue. all right. Well, I can't eat a lot of it because you know, <laughs> they can't have dairy. Going back um, to that, the one other thing I wanted to say about Hereditary is the ending. The first time I saw the movie, I didn't know how to feel about it. But each time I watch it after that, I really like the ending because um, I don't know. I just think it fits the whole cult yeah. personality of the movie. The whole thing's about the this cult, cult of personality, and, and they the cult and you know they achieve their goal. And I like seeing them all kind of. Spoiler alert! Come on, dude. What do you want from me? Okay, but then my last movie I watched for the week. Is uh, it was it's called Close Up. It's an I uh, movie from Iran, directed by I don't know how to pronounce it uh, Abbas Kiarostami. It is a part of the Criterion Collection, yes. correct? Yes, I watched it on Canopy. I just want to read the brief summary they have on Letterbox because it's kind of a hard movie to explain. Sure. Um, so this fiction documentary hybrid uses a sensational real life event the arrest of a young man on charges that he fraudulently impersonated the well-known filmmaker Mahasin Makhmalbaf as the basis for a stunning multi-layered investigation into movies, identity, artistic creation, and existence in which the real people from the case play themselves. So, so that, it's like yes, 1517? This, this movie is beautifully shot. I have to say it's shot. I don't know what it's shot on. It looks like uh, there's some good grain on it and stuff. Um, it's, ni- it's from 1990. Easily the most unique film I've ever seen. The way it was sh- like the way it was put together. I've never even heard of that. So some of the movie is like live, so, and then some of the movie is the people that it happened to reenacting it, and really? it just plays together yes. seamlessly. Or it's it's 
Do they would, tell you when it's a kind of them playing no, themselves no. and when it's the actual no, event? In the, no, and the thing is, my only problem with the movie is I wish it pulled me in a little bit more because obviously you can only ask so much, but it is one of the deepest movies I've ever seen, like emotionally and just like talking about self-identity. And it's, it's very, very well acted, very well directed. But like I said, um, I wish it kind of, I don't know how to describe it. I just wish. Just a little extra. I was oomph. more invested. Um, yeah. So would you say it has all the qualities of a good film, except maybe it's lacking a little bit in the entertainment oh. category? Yes. I gave it a four and a half out of five. I th- it's easy to see why people consider this one of the greatest movies ever made. Really? Yes. Interesting. So I'd say give it a watch. It's only 95 minutes. Or That's something. what I like to hear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I like yes. to hear. Yes. And, um, I, I just cannot believe there's a core uh, there's a courthouse sequence and the monologues that you get out of it is incredible like insanely good um so i'd recommend it to anyone it's it's always fun to just go out there expand your horizons with those types of movies For especially sure. from different uh cultures and countries religions whatever it may be so i'm very happy i watched that and uh, i know game of thrones is around so my movie watching may be taking a hit for the next couple of weeks but um I will be watching a lot more on Canopy, too, because I have access to it, so why not? Uh, spe- like, since that's kind of a good segue to mine, I'll jump in, like, talking about, like, foreign films and stuff. I rewatched uh, the an- Japanese animated movie, Your Name. I watched it with Luca DeSalves. We watched it uh, here, and um, that movie is something else. Do you watch it English dub or sub? I w- the two times I've watched it, I watched it English dub. I think I'm going to watch it with Ellie again because she hasn't seen it in a while, and I'll watch it Japanese subtitle then. Um, I think the English dub is good. Um, it's the w- one thing that I like to say going into it is if you've never watched anime before, there is some anime tropes in it that you get the <laughs> you get stuff like that. You just gotta be ready for it. And but like when you when it comes down to a great story, this is one like this cool. story is phenomenal. There's like just go in knowing as little as you can about Who's it. Who's this and, directed by? Uh, it's Mahoto Shinkai or something like that. Let me see. Do they pull for the English dub? Do they Makoto pull Shinkai, and he's got a new movie coming out this year. Do they, they pull do some good voice actors? What? Do they pull some good voice actors? For uh, the... This one, I think it's just voice actors. I don't think it's oh, like really? celebrities. A lot of so times... you get actual voice actors doing the work. That's and I, cool. I like the dude's voice. I love um, her voice is great. Um, but yeah, and then it's just phenomenal. I would recommend it to everyone. It's. I think it's 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 pushing into my top ten movies ever. It's so good. Really? The my heart gets racing during certain points, even though I've even, I've seen the movie before. It's not what you're expecting. Just go in without knowing what it is, and I'm I'm even excited to see wh- how they tackle it with the American remake. You got it's live action. Remake, it's going to be right? live action. It's going to be uh, it's produced by J.J. Abrams, the Bad Robot, and then Mark Webb is directing it. So that's what's kind of before I was like I don't know if I'm going to be into it, but seeing Mark Webb like. Even though the Amazing Spider-Man movies say what you want about him, but he knows how to do like good chemistry story. between two characters. And based on this movie, it's going to be interesting to see how he tackles that because it's very different when it Have comes to. Have they announced to... any casting yet for the live-action remake? No, nope. I and think they're still in the writing phases. It is a. It is. You don't want to give too much of a, away, but it is some sort of romance kind of film, right? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah, I think it just it uh, kind of goes through a lot of themes of love and yeah. stuff like that and what it means to even like what you need like sort of like kind of her tackles the whole mm, what it means to love like stuff like that it's very similar and like you once you watch the movie you'll understand completely what I'm talking about where okay. it's not your traditional love story and it is amazing it also might be in terms of animation one of the most and like including live action movies you got Deacons and stuff like that, you know, is like the great cinematographers. This is one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen in my life. Watching some of the, like I would, I was, lo- I loved watching it next to Luca. And sometimes there'd be great landscape shots, and he'd just say, "Whoa!" Like underneath his breath, he'd just say it. There's like some awesome like close-up work that you see of certain really? things where I'm just like, "How do they do it?" Because I think they do a combination of like traditional hand-drawn animation and CG animation, and they blend it together, so it just looks like cool. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And then also, the people that do the soundtrack for it. You know, they do the score as well as songs that are intercut. There's, like, a song for each act that is kind of, like, in it. And they did the Japanese one as well as the English one. So they sing it in English for the English dub. That's cool. Yeah, and it's the same exact band that did it. I I don't think I've ever seen an anime movie. You want to watch it tonight, dude? (laughs) 
I was going to watch the Cubs, but maybe <laughs> after. Okay. Have you seen The Wind Rises? Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one, too. Okay. I was just. Cu- I haven't seen that, but I was just curious. Ghibli. I mean, any Ghibli movie, you're not going wrong if you pop it in. Your name's not Studio Ghibli, right? Nope. Ghibli? Studio Ghibli? I don't know how it's, you... Which one? It's Studio Ghibli. Yeah, it's Makoto Shinkai. Okay. And he's done a, a lot of movies that are um, romance, and a lot of them end uh, pretty sad. So. <laughs> good to know. Like Grave of the Fireflies said? No, no, no. <laughs> Nothing is as sad as that. That's like watching a freaking disaster, <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> you're just watching it through misty eyes the entire do you movie. Think, do you think I would cry during that movie? Or? No, I don't think you'd cry, but you definitely cry. feel something. Yeah, I think it's not. Especially if you know, if you don't know what it is I don't going know anything in, about you might it. cry because I knew exactly what happened the entire movie. So I was yeah. just, I was basically bracing myself for the moment. And there's one moment that I think may get you if you don't know that it's coming because it's pretty rough. It's it's not an easy watch. <laughs> yeah, I'll never watch that movie again. So no. good luck watching it on you. No desire. But like How's Moving Castle still great is great. Film. Castle in the Sky is great. And they're doing the thing again where it's like each year, I guess, they just play a movie in the theater. They just had How's Moving Castle in April. And I think the next one oh, is Nausicaa, Valley of the Have Wind. Have you seen that one? Yep, very good. All of them are very good. I will go see it with you. I don't I'll care. go see it because I haven't seen any single one of them, and I don't know the the plot of any of them. Now, now did you studio, see Spirited Away finally? Yep. What did you think of that? Oh, it was great. I but I think it. there is other that are better. Yeah. Did you? Because I thought Spirited Away would be more fantastical <sighs> in in the story that it would tell, and it wasn't. Like it's a fantastical yeah creatures and yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, not, I agree. It, I it did. It wasn't the story that I thought it was mm-hmm. before I saw the movie. No, I really I agree. enjoyed it, but I was like. This it's is that's way a beautiful movie too. That movie's gorgeous. Spirit Some of the away. water stuff with the train on the water—that is. Is it more pretty than Moana? It's. Di- yeah, it's I, hard I, I don't kidding. know. I'm kidding. That's there's some. There's some stuff in Ponyo that I I'd say is Ponyo. better than like, and it's hand drawn too. And it's like there's some underwater stuff from like. <laughs> <laughs> but like Ponyo's like 80 minutes. Totoro's 80 minutes. Those yeah. are like ones that you just watch. Um, but yeah, also uh, Studio Ghibli movies are very different than like traditional anime movies as well there's no of like anime tropes in the studio ghibli movies honestly it just plays out like an animated movie that's true uh, but like this one has like the <laughs> and like thought bubbles and stuff and i like that you did that that's perfect that's literally dude, how i hire, watch hire me to do some voice acting what's the <laughs> show it just, we started watching someone's face and you just get <gasps> <laughs> me and me and nate was or nate already watched it but he's getting me to watch and it you should come over and watch it too dude what show? one punch man I've heard it's great. Season two just came out. Yeah, right? what, nothing's gonna touch season one, dude. Really? And if you like Dragon Ball Z, this is like, it's almost making fun of it, but at yeah. the same time, it's like embracing the well, fact Dragon that Dragon Ball Z is super easy to make. No, fun but of. like, it, and it's just yeah. a, like the fact that it was like so big and everything. It just embraces that fact of like, it plays into some anime tropes hard, but they do it for laughs instead of like. What's is the, that? Is that a ja- is it a Japanese produced show or is yeah it an no yeah show? it's it's we we're watching it dubbed but yeah okay, it's straight okay. out of Did Japan. You, what's the crustacean guy Nate with the lobster? Uh, Crablante. <laughs> I have to say that's who I am if I'm a super <laughs> villain. He's in episode one. Oh, like, it's, it's, it's it was so funny. good. It was it's really good. like because I started watching because my girlfriend's really into anime, so I started watching more and more and um. I like a lot of times you get like sort of a disconnect because it's different cultures to certain jokes and stuff. One Punch Man had me laughing out loud. It's multiple outrageous. Times. It's like it's my type insane. of comedy where it doesn't make sense. Like some of it. It's I just, think it's because great. I watched Dragon Ball Z when I was a kid, I all like I'm already okay. Like I like you'll, that style. You'll get of exactly, and the fight and scenes in it are it. incredible. Even the fight scene in the pilot's pretty awesome. But like, and it's exactly what it sounds like. The guy just kills everything in One Punch. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and it, down it to takes watch. a toll Have on him. Ever seen he's sad. He, he's sad like because it. it's like he just beats everything in one punch, man. He's like, oh. killed him in one hit. And he's <laughs> he's not excited about it either. He's like, dang, another really? one. Yeah, because he wants to find someone that's worthy to like fight him. Does that happen? Well, don't tell me. I'm not gonna <laughs> tell you. Is it um, on Netflix, right? Uh, yeah, but it's there's no dub. We watch oh. it on Hulu, and there's a dub. If you want to come oh, over I and watch Hulu, it, I'm I have done. Hulu too. But yeah, I'm no, gonna I watch, watch it with you but guys. But yeah, your name, fantastic. And then I watched Guava Island. It's like 55 minutes on Amazon it's, Prime. Oh. It's like Donald Glover's Childish Gambino sort of thing. Ha- actually, has a story. I thought it was just gonna kind of be like a visual album sort of thing, but it's just it play. He plays some of his songs in it, so it's like a pseudo musical. Um, and he plays like a musician trying to unite an island and. It's pretty good. Like the cinematography is gorgeous. I think I'm gonna Nick check would, it. I'll check it out before the next podcast. Nick will Nick will eat it up. The, of course, his music the music numbers are great too and subverts expectations for it. Like 
I knew because it's like his most recent songs are in it. So like this is America's in it and stuff like that. And hearing that, I was like, that's exactly my thought is like, how are they going to tie in this is America to this movie? If it's going to feel like it's forced in, it was my favorite part of the movie. It's like, and because they don't, they use a lot of the sounds that are there. Like yeah. if he has a guitar, he's going to be playing the guitar and like, it just takes place in this factory and they're just using like the factory noises as the background and like other people chanting with them. And it was phenomenal. And it's directed by the guy that directed the music video. So it's like, is Redbone in it? No. I no, it's so it's it. like uh, probably it's uh, summertime, summertime. The two summertime songs you got. Uh, this is America, and then the song that he performed on does SNL. Rih- is Rihanna sing anything? No, and she's barely in it. She's in it for like ten minutes, and she does actually a pretty good job. Cool. Like she's pretty believable. Donald Glover's great, of course. It has the guy from season two of Game of Thrones that's in Karth, um, Zario, Zario, Zaxis. Oh, the, bla- the yeah. black gentleman. Yeah, and he's great in it too. And then uh, Letitia Wright's in it for a little bit. Who's Black Panther? The um, oh, his yeah, sister. Right. She's getting her own series, right? That's not confirmed, but probably. Wait, who? The, well, is that the one who plays Shuri? Yeah, the sister. That's interesting. So is that the only two movies you watched? Yeah, and Guava. then Pet Cemetery. <laughs> oh, that's right. Guava Island. I heard like right away. I heard some people saying it was really good immediately, and then I looked, and then I saw a lot of people saying, "Ah, it's just all right." But it's I only guess it fifty-five minutes. Yeah. If you like his music and you like yeah that kind and of stuff, like you, the yeah. cinematography is beautiful, and like I think I went in with like low expectations. I was just gonna like, okay, I'm excited to see the music, and I'm excited to see. I heard the cinematography is great, but I'm sure the story isn't gonna be that good. And I was probably like. Wow, I'm surprised that they were able to tell like a story within this whole thing, and like the ending's pretty yeah. emotional and stuff. I was like, wow, good job. There's some animation cool. in it too. That's really good. So I'm just excited. I want Hiro Mirai to actually just do his own movie. You know, like I don't want because like he does great stuff with Donald Glover, but I want him to get a nice script and be able to direct it because the way he insane. directs has is he directed insane. anything before This Is America? Yeah, he's directed a lot of music videos. He directs episodes of Atlanta. Um, cool. He directs. I was gonna say like. He directs episodes of Barry. This is like America was such a lightning in a bottle thing. Like he's if directed. Can, if you can do that, directing a music video. He directed Bonfire. Sh- he directed Sweatpants. Oh, oh yeah, so he directed literally some of the best music videos in yeah. the last ten years. I feel years. like music videos allow you to really showcase yeah. your style and stuff as a director, but TV doesn't. TV is way more bare. Like it's you really should you should watch some Atlanta, dude. I've never seen Atlanta. Let's watch it together. I is it twenty minute episodes? Yeah. Is that the is that a comedy Ten, show? Yep. Which one's well, like? it's like satire comedy. Is that, is that childish or uh, Donald, Donald Glover show? And it has Brian Tyree Henry, and um, what's his name? Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, really? Are the three leads? So, so it's Donald Glover, like Brian like Tyree power, Henry, the Holy Trinity. What is that a? What's it on? What's it air on? Uh, it's on FX, but it's on Hulu. Okay. All right. Yeah, so I've been meaning to watch that for years. Talk about what you've seen. We just went on Honestly, a massive Honestly, the only tangent. thing I watched was Hereditary, Hereditary. Uh, okay. which we already talked about. But the one thing I wanted to bring up, um, when Nick and I went and saw the movie Beach Bum, which we already talked about a while ago, we saw this trailer for a horror movie coming out that yes, premiered at Sundance yes. that a lot of people really liked and responded well to. And the movie's called The Lodge. And since I saw that trailer, I've looked it up online on YouTube, and I cannot find the trailer anywhere. They have not posted it. So I don't know how we got it before our screening, but it looks like a phenomenal horror movie. Looks like Hereditary out in the middle of the the, uh, the tundra. I don't want to say it looks. Oh like Hereditary. no, but like it has it has that bone chilling sensibility. The, it looks like it deals with cults and some freaky stuff. Any actors in it? That... No, no one I know, and it's not directed by somebody I know. It's a very. It looks like a smaller, a small budget, small scale with uh, some very talented people involved that no one's ever heard of, which makes me excited. And it looked horrifying. It's got really good reviews so far. I'm a looking bit right more, now. Can't find it still. A little bit more widespread in the reviews. Like, you know, some people didn't like it. Some people really loved it. Mm-hmm. But still, overall, really really high scores on Letterboxd cool. and stuff. But I just want to bring attention to it. And if anybody can find that trailer and send me a link so I can see it again, that would be wonderful. Yeah. All right. Cool. I have nothing else to add. What's coming out this week? Is anything? Because then I'll Game probably of just Thrones episode two. I'll probably just try to get out see Missing Hellboy. Link. Yeah, I want to see Missing Link. <laughs> I want to go see Hellboy just so I can say see I saw it, it before, uh, or just see the monstrosity that people are. And saying then uh, next week, guys, we're End there. Endgame. We're there. Are you guys more excited for Thursday night Endgame? Or Sunday night, Sunday night, night Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Sunday I night Game of Thrones. I'm more excited for Sunday's episode of Game of Thrones than Endgame. 
I'm like more excited. I'm more excited for the next five Sundays than I am for Endgame and Star Wars combined. I'm more excited I, for those days than being able to wake up in the morning and say I got another day to live. You know, like I, I'm excited. <laughs> that's what's keeping me alive is Game of Thrones. I think it's that unpredictability factor, right? Like with Star Wars Episode Nine, with Endgame, Endgame even Endgame, I'm not sure what's going to happen. We don't know exactly, but there's a layout at least where we can go. Yeah, this is going to happen. We know not everybody's going to die. Yeah, they're going to beat Thanos. Blah blah blah. But with Game of Thrones, literally no clue. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. We've thrown out so many and predictions. We can say we're disappointed, love the first episode. No idea what's going to happen next. And, Nate, this gives you a great opportunity to shout out our sister podcast. And by sister, I mean we're in it as well, and it's on the same streaming it's the, it's the It's the Cersei do or Jamie, this podcast. <laughs> yes. It's the it's called the We Know Very Nothing intimate. podcast. Very and intimate. right now we're going through uh, – we did it for season seven. We're doing it for season eight where we just discuss the episode, make some predictions, talk about overall review of the episode. And then after season uh, eight is done, we'll, of course, do a giant episode. Probably who knows how long it will be kind of discussing the entire show. And then after that, we're going to pick it up as like the We Know Nothing book club where we're going to be – that's going to be hosted by Tyler Bourne. It's your and, host with the most. And we're going <laughs> to go through the books of Game of Thrones. Uh, we'll Can't probably set and we're gonna probably set a number of chapters each week, so we can so we can uh, get through it not too quick. We want to let it ride out a little bit, maybe a year or so. But uh, a lot of people have already reached out to me saying that they'd be interested in reading along with us. So yeah. it's really cool. That would I be mean, fantastic. Obviously, friends mostly because they're the only people I talk to. Um, we don't have many podcast hey. listeners. We suck. And just so you know, uh, five the five book box at uh, fifty bucks at Barnes. So it's it, not that expensive. It, Ten bucks get, a book. Do we get the employee discount? I don't know, dude. We have to say it off air. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm excited for that. We we're constantly brewing up new podcast ideas. I may bring in some other people to kind of just host some podcasts for us. Um, I need to figure out if we should just upload it underneath the Tandem Brothers umbrella, or if we. I like the idea of like getting different emblems and logos for the yeah. stuff, and then you can just see it in the feed when it's a different. Yeah, yeah I love the way that looks, especially on Spotify. Like Spotify is a really clean. Yeah. Uh, operating system for podcasts but i just gotta say uh just great time over here at the town brother production house yeah big things coming we're excited um so thank you guys for listening uh stay tuned for the we know nothing stuff and we'll be back next week with another episode